I'm Carly Shields, and I play Lola, the Harpy Wizard. I'm Bajaya, and I play Mirka, the Yeti Fighter. I'm John, and I play Mort McCoy, the Skeletal Ranger. Hola, me llamo es Patricio. Juego Ezra, the Garlock. Hey, I'm Adam Bash. I'm the storyteller, and welcome to Brute Force. Greetings, fine ladies and gentlemen of the Gildram Grog House in Tea Room. I, of course, am Jasper Spitwhistle, and I come to you today with a bit of an ulterior motive. Now, of course, we're going to get to the story. I want to put that out there right off the bat. We are going to get to the story today, and oh my, what a story we have. For in today's story, our intrepid heroes return back from whence they came. That's right, this is the part of the story where they come back here to Murkheim. Now, I know everyone's excited and, and uh, tittering amongst themselves. Oh, will they walk down the streets? Will he describe the streets to us? Uh, no, I, I won't go into details. I mean, you could go outside, you could see what the place looked like. It doesn't look that different now than it did back then. Uh, but I will tell you all about how they came to to arrive in Murkheim. Uh, you know, we're, we're wrapped up into exciting stuff right now, but I do want to talk to you quickly, really, really quickly, about something that has uh, been pressing on my mind lately. Um, I have uh, something of a secret. A, uh, a secret admirer. Yes, that's right. I've recently begun uh, receiving letters at my abode. Um, you know, some you know, small things at first, you know, simple tokens of appreciations, you know, fan letters and things of that nature. You know, I didn't expect anything of it. I realized recently, though, uh, that they've all been uh, written with the same handwriting. And so, uh, you know, I started getting the gears moving in motion and I realized, well, if all of these letters have been received from the same person, surely this person is a secret admirer. And, um, you know, first of all, if it's one of you, and I imagine it is, I imagine it's one of one of the many gathered here today, uh, don't, you know, don't be coy, you know, come right out with it. You could come up to me at any time. I, not that I don't like the game that we're playing right now, because I, I do like to play, but, uh, you know, feel free to come right up and maybe we'll go grab a, grab a hot meal or something. Um, you know, not to press the issue or anything, but, you know, if you leave someone upwards of 30, 40 notes over the course of, uh, several weeks, and then you don't approach them in any way, shape, or form to say, hey, you know, that was me the whole time, and, uh, here I am, beautiful, and would love to take you out to dinner sometime, you're really missing the boat, because, you know, I am, I feel a very approachable celebrity around here. You know, I mean, one of the biggest names in, in, in the town, obviously. Let's not get, let's not get it twisted. I am obviously one of the, the marquee entertainers around, but I am also, I believe, well known for my approachability and, uh, you know, for my general joie de vivre. And uh, in that way, I would hope that, you know, you would take the initiative because I would, I would certainly be a gentleman and ask you out and seek you out were I to know who you exactly were. So 
I guess you have one of three options, really. You can either ask me out, you know, come straight out with it, say, Jasper, I love you, I love you, let's go have dinner. That would be great. Uh, you could write your name in one of the notes and then I could find you, if that's the way you want to handle it. Or perhaps as a tertiary option, you could just uh, describe yourself in some way in the letter so maybe I know what I'm looking for, you know, or leave me some clues so I can sleuth it out. You know, whatever you want to do, however you want to handle it is fine. But let's, let's, let's get this courtship on the road, hey? Let's, let's not kick it around. I, I'm not getting any younger, and I'm sure you're not either. And let's, you know, I want to see what life has to offer the two of us. So let's do it. Let's be crazy. Let's just make this happen. So, uh, you know, get back with me, however it is. Uh, and for the rest of you, you know, hey, I, I know you didn't leave me notes, uh, love letters and stuff, but don't, you know, at this point, I'm not spoken for. I would just like to put that out there. Right now, it's free game on old Jasper, okay? And apparently, all of a sudden, it is a seller's market, okay? So, uh, feel free to approach. All right, well, where were we with the store? Oh, yes, of course, uh, the genie, right? The married. That's where we were last time. They had recently met Ajaz Ibn al-Rashid, a, uh, a, a, a water genie, a married of measurable power. And they were talking with him, um, making some wishes, some well thought out, a little, others a little less so. The sandwich was a little bit silly. But they had wished for Regarin to be brought back to life only to find out he had never actually died in the first place. Now, this is, of course, a strange situation for the genie to be in. You know, usually people are well-versed in the life and death of the people they would wish to bring back to life. Uh, but it didn't seem like the brute force had all that much information on the matter. Uh, so, you know, Jazz was a little bit concerned, I suppose, at, at the prospect of entering into further agreements with the crew. But meanwhile, they really did want to get back to Murkheim as fast as possible. And so they were thinking about other options, other wishes they may make. But first, they had to assuage the angers of a genie. And the Merit are renowned for being as fickle and tumultuous as the sea itself. Wait, what? Gary's alive? He's, no, he's dead. What are you talking about? The one with the, he had no hands. He's the one I was going to smash, right? With the rock? I, I assumed that he would have bled out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How, how, how do you know this? There's, what, you don't know. Or, I mean, sir, you do know. But I, I maybe check your facts? His name is Ajaz. I know, I was calling him a, a sir. A lot of I, times. I was calling him sir out of respect. Ezra. He said his name is Ajah. One was standing against the belt, the or the railing of the boat, like gripping it intensely hard and just staring right at him. Uh, Ajaz looks. Um, he looks like he's kind of he he's still kind of confused by the by the scenario, and then all of a sudden a course of action kind of springs to mind. You can just see it in him that he he has resolved any confusion he has, and he says. The scroll does not lie. This man has not died. But there are many awaiting a name. And perhaps I might say his to them. Oh. But, oh, yeah, no, I see what you're doing there. Um, uh, no, ha, uh, don't do that. Um, it's 
fine. We'll we'll fulfill our end of the bargain. No, wait. What if he kills him and then we have him bring him back and then we get a name? Can we do that, Mr. Ajaz? That is what we have uh, agreed upon. I shall say a name and you shall say a name. Your name has been said and I have names to tell to others. Oh. Guys. Guys, uh, it's it's fine. It's like insurance. If he ever does happen to die, then we can bring um, him back. Can uh, we put a pause can, on can that? Can we find out where he is, sir? Can I? Can I wish that she she looks like sh- really shaken? Uh, a jazz kind of eyes you over, and uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make a roll on this because he does not particularly uh, trust your deals right now. Okay, uh, what kind of roll? You're going to have to make a presence and persuasion roll. Okay, that's not great. I got two dice. <laughs> I got a one. One success? Yeah. Uh, so a Jazz kind of thinks about it for a second and he says, What would you offer for such valuable information? Um, all right. Knowing where someone is. Um, oh, what if we tell him where someone is? I'm trying to think of who would be important enough. Like, at Patrick underscore Rankin on Twitter.com. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless self-plug. Oh, I love um, to irritate um, Adam. Can I name someone and tell you where they are? There is no one I would want to know. Shit. That I could not know what I want. You gotta help me out here, guys. I, I I don't know what to offer. Um, how how about a Frankie? Just one. I think he was really into this sculpture, Ezra says, and he takes the thing he made from Moon Kevin back away. Oh, oh yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, you can give that. That's fine. I mean, it's just a, just a sculpture, right? Hey, so. Kevin, I can make you another one of these quick as a flash. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure it'll be... Same thing. It'll yeah. be even better. It's gonna be so much better. I might even put a little bit of the a, a little bit of the mud that you gave me, just a little bit to to really. Yeah. No. Okay. So, like, I mean, don't don't look on the bottom of that or anything. Uh, <laughs> ew. I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> I mean, just don't flip it over and look on the base or anything. Yeah. Sure. No. I, I, no okay. Why would I do that? Good deal. Um. I don't um, know. Ezra, I, I have I have something I can get. I'm really curious. Okay. Though. Flip it over, Ezra. <laughs> Ezra flips it over. It says BFFs forever on the bottom. <laughs> Kevin has like has like carved that on the bottom of the statue on his own, and it's kind of rudimentary, but it's kind of cute. Oh, um, Ezra, no, um, that's important to him. I need to give him something important to me. Um, so uh, she reaches into her pack, and you can tell that this is a force of will as she 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 takes out one of the gold bars that. Um, Ezra gave her earlier, and she kind of like looks at it like. Ooh. I get, I get how you feel now, her Kevin. Her arm is I shaking really, as she understand. she holds it up to a jazz. Like, can I pay with this? Ah, stolen for a friend. Yes, this has much value to you, and so it has much value to me. Uh, I can tell you where your friend is. Yes, please. Just wish it to be true. Uh, 
I wish to know where Agarian is. And immediately in your mind, you get a vision of uh, tightly uh, uh, compacted streets and cobblestones, um, gothic architecture. And in a, in, in a flash, you, you, you see a city that you've heard of uh, before, and it is the city of Ormine in the kingdom of Serestir. Uh, oh, and okay. just as quickly, that uh, vision is gone from your mind. And she kind of, what happens, does the gold bar just vanish? Yeah, the gold bar just vanishes from your <laughs> She kind of paws at the air a little bit and, uh, <clears throat> uh, right. Um, guys, I know where he is. He's in, where um, is he? Or- or- Ormar? I, or- I've never been there. Ormar's that's losing time. Hide behind these big racks. <laughs> She just stares blankly. Uh, you, would all, you would all know that you would all know that Ormine is the um, oh god, I can never get is a the name ca- right. is the capital city of Serestir. Or, or, Ormine, oh, that's what oh, I said. Ormine. Yes, uh, <laughs> Ogrimar is in um, Azeroth, I believe. Okay, I know that we have to go to Murkheim right now, but uh, I want to go there after. Can we go? Uh, can we go after? Sure. I mean, couldn't we just wish that Targaryen was here with us? Oh man, you got big old brain in that shiny skull of yours. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> uh, it may be quite expensive, but it can't be more expensive than transporting all of us to Murkheim, surely. That's true. Ezra hands Moon Kevin back the statue. Sorry I keep messing with your feelings like this, my dude. We just got this we got this grumpy genie here. I don't know. Yeah, no, uh I get it. Like um We're still BFFs. Get, I'm gonna put this in I'm gonna put this uh over with my stuff now. <laughs> sure. We'll come up with uh, we'll come with a rad handshake table? later. <laughs> Um, Kevin scurries away with his with his statue. I, I, after Kevin's ever after he's gone, uh, Mirka is just like Mirka's like acting fine this whole time. But now since Kevin's moved away, she's just like staring daggers <laughs> at Ezra. Um, I don't know if we have anything valuable enough to get him here. What about Ezra? Mm. I think we could give uh, him Ezra. Um, where am I going? That would be acceptable. <laughs> what, you want me to go with, you okay. want me to go with this guy? Uh, yeah. No, that's okay, Ezra. Oh, I wait. was just being I was just I was I was Daddy? being mean. Mr. I won't I won't do that to you, even though you know you stab me in my back, I will not stab you in yours. Even though I'm being I'm being the world's best wingman and now his best friend, when I'm like, hey, we're best friends, you know who you should hook up with? That freaking Yeti. You know, because you have that weird fetish about bears. Yeah, also furry. Come on, come on, come, come on. Like the guy made out of stones, gonna gonna do you dirty. Okay, Ezra, Ezra, <laughs> I don't need your help. Okay, I was like in there, fine. Fine. And now fine. you took the attention away from me and oh. put it on yourself. Like it's not about you. But anyway, now it's about Mort and his idea, not about you. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Huh. I mean, technically, you're my owner. You can give me away to whomever you want. Whether you want to give me away. I'm not your owner for the tenth gajillion time. I'm not your own. You're your own owner. Lola is just pulling down her hold cheeks. On. Actually, her hold face, on. Like, can ah! can can Merica give the ownership back to well to Ezra? Like he You've thinks tried. that I got he it from. To, <laughs> you know, tried, but, and it doesn't seem to work for him. You could, I mean, pre- presumably hey, you could Ezra, give it away to somebody hey, Ezra, else. Do you see that? Uh, do you see that pebble by you? Yep. If you hand me that, I will give you something special. 
Scale of 1 to 10, how special? Like a 10. A 20. A 20 out of 10. Wait, traditional scale where 10's the high and 1's the low, or are we... Is this a reverse scale? 10's the high, 10's okay. the high. I'm yeah, dying. I can do that. Okay. Ezra hands her the pebble. You're killing me! In return of this, I give you your own ownership. You are your own person and slash golem. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. So you can make your own decisions now. You're your own owner. That's cool. There you go. I, That's real cool. Last time he made his own decisions, it didn't go too well, if I recall. He did end up rather drunk. Okay, you have 50% of... 30, 40, 40% of your ownership. I have the other 60. Uh, I feel like we... We're getting a little off track here. We should perhaps get back to the, the main problem at hand. Yeah, Mort, let's do that because this is getting real into slavery shit. <laughs> um, oh, so, um, a, a Jazz, uh, what would you trade in order to uh, transport a Garion here onto this ship? Ooh. Well... Let me feel for a moment. And he kind of leans back and his eyes roll back in his head uh, until you only see the whites. And the electricity around him just kind of shoots forth into the into the atmosphere. And it's quite, it, it's, I mean, it's a pretty sweet light show that's going on for a couple of seconds there. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he says, to transport a man who is unwilling to transport, this would be expensive it would take several years of a life or perhaps several memories of a past ooh he's unwilling so so he's not necessarily in danger then i simply know he is where he wishes to be if you if you take our memories is there any way we could get our memories back somehow through some sort of feat of strength well, uh, well, it, it sounds like he's there for a reason, right? I yeah. So we we should probably leave him where he is. Uh, stick to the plan of going to Merkheim and then going to to find him after we've dealt with that situation, yes. perhaps. Yes. Cool. Let's wish for some wind then. I bet wind wouldn't cause us to have to lose any of our life. And you could just blow. We could. We could. We could. We could. We could bring the sails down. This is me making my own decisions. I'm going to do it. You know what? I don't have anybody. Well, uh, I thought we'd already made a, a deal with the Jazz to just transport us there for Yeah, uh, but that gives up our life. Of... Wind might cost us nothing. Well, but he's already I, I think kind of it made was, the wish. It was only... He hasn't... Uh, he has, so technically he has not made the wish because he's held off on making that wish until there until the business is, has concluded because that will take guys out of there. Yeah, so I believe it was only some days from my life that we agreed on. Some days from the middle of my life, at some point. The agreement um, was for all of you to be transported. I would take three days of my wish from your life. How yes, much for just, some wind? just my life, right? Just your life, yes. We uh, have to remember that Merkheim is being overrun. We have to get there as fast as possible. I, I am happy with, with this arrangement. Lola puts a hand on your shoulder as she reaches up and she says, you're a real champion, Mort. 
Okay, thank you, Leah. I will. I will forewarn you. It is important how you phrase this statement yeah. I've, I've of how your wishes. Oh, that makes me nervous. <laughs> you you want to tell me, and I'll tell him. Um, does before before we do this, does anyone else need to make any other wishes? No, I don't think so. Okay, wish that Mirka would lose her attitude. Don't say that. That can be done. And Don't, say immediately, that. Don't say that for real. He said it. He said it. And immediately, Mirka, you feel calm. Unbelievably oh, calm. Shit. And Ezra, you feel angry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm, everything hurts. Oh, I'm gonna... Ezra, oh my, what are you doing? Like, you better keep my name like, out your mouth. Be like... Be like this ocean that we're on. It's so calm. Fucking ocean. That's what I say. Ocean never did shit for me. <laughs> Lola Krilla climbs up onto his back and starts stroking his stone hair. This this ocean is letting us ride on its back. It's like really strong. And I need you to be strong. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mark, would you get us the hell out of here? Okay, Jazz. I'm Ezra going storms to... off. He stomps real hard, and several of the boards crack under his weight. Yeah, well, Ezra just Ezra does not feel like he is like he's never felt this this upset before in his entire life. Um, he feels like two persons worth of rage. <laughs> Take for that what it will. This is what happens when you wish for freedom. <laughs> is uh, Merkheim like uh, a port town? Does it have a docks and a port and stuff, or is it inland? I can't remember. It is inland. It is not a port town. Okay. Um, is there like uh, a wide river that a ship would be able to sail up? There absolutely is. It is called the Dead Adder. And it comes from the Celium Sea, uh, covers the corner, like the the uh, border of Gravemire and Dinderast, and uh, reaches up into the greater uh, Murkheim area. But it's not anywhere <coughs> kind of close to the palace. You would still have a, at least a day's uh, overland travel from there. Okay, okay, uh, uh, Jazz. I'm going to say this very slowly and carefully. Um, I wish for this boat. And all of its contents, and every creature, and being, and robot thing, to be transported as close as possible to Merkheim in the river, the, what was it, the Dead Adder? The Dead Adder. In, in the river Dead Adder, in a... Significant amount of depth so that the boat is not beached. Uh, and I must be forgetting something. I don't want to mess this up. Um, oh, uh, as, as well as living creatures, dead creatures as well. Um, anything that has a soul. Uh, all of the, the rats. Um... A- anything that is touching this boat, apart from the water, I would love to see this sentence to, written on paper. <laughs> <laughs> to be transported to the destination that I just mentioned. 
That was very brief. That was so brief. That was so good of you, Mort. Concise. Sure, nothing could go wrong here. Very well. <laughs> it shall be done. And it's going to be so good. In a blink, Have you a are day. all uh, immediately transported uh, to uh, a completely different environment. Uh, you are in the middle of the dead adder. Uh, you would recognize it by the fact that uh, as you look around the boat, there is there is zero current. You are in a you are in dead pool of water at this point. Lola throws um, up her club sandwich. Oh. <laughs> Am I still angry? Uh, yeah, you're pissed. Damn it! Am I angry forever? <laughs> you guys probably should have unwished that, <laughs> or wished for that not to have had happened. Wasn't that like the best trip you've ever had, you guys? Okay, everybody. Check the boats, make sure we're not missing anything. Fuck this boat! <laughs> I hope that Frankie's her here. I, I, I take a, a wander around the ship to make sure we've got everything that we previously had. Yeah, and on and on initial look, it, on initial look, it, I mean, everything looks looks like it's where it should be. Uh, <clears throat> you, you're you're not beached. You're in you're in a you know deep enough water that you could. Um, you know, you could sail out of here if you needed to. How you doing? It seems like all the Frankies are in place. How you doing, Jam Tooth? Oh, yeah, no, I, I feel good. I feel like I, sh- I didn't wish anything, and I feel like maybe you could have asked, <laughs> but I didn't want to impose. So I uh, wanted for more things to be like the trees, because that's, you know, that's my real base of knowledge. But, but, but everything <clears throat> is a tree, so you couldn't get more things I to mean, be like a tree. I mean, figuratively, yes, but I would wish for literal so that I could know it more. Shut the hell up, Jam Tooth. I don't even know why you're here. <gasps> I said it, uh, but you and I were supposed to be, be friends. Be so nice to Jam Tooth. Uh, uh, don't take it personally. He's uh, he's in a mood. Nah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, I'm in a mood. I'm in a mood because this, this bird gave away the gold that I stole. Now I got to deal with that. She kicks him in the shin. Everything's uh, hell. Moon Kevin comes over and uh, like he's he's rifling through his bag at the time. And he's like, uh, yeah, so um, I got the a fuck thing. do you need slick, Rick? All right, take it down a notch, man, because I got a thing for this. Like it, you feel like you're I mean, you're like a little testy right now. And, I don't even uh, know what that word means. All right. Uh, and he hands you guys a, he hands you a uh, a little woven uh, a little woven uh, cylinder. I mean, it's, it looks effectively like to what us would be a Chinese finger trap. And he says, uh, "So, like uh, Ezra, if you could like put that on your finger." Wait, wait. Before he does, Mirka um, goes up to Ezra and kind of tries to cradle him and starts saying. Hush, little baby, go to sleep. Does that Next. work? No. If you don't, I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm going to bite your ear clean off. Okay. <laughs> like, can we get you to put your finger in the tr- the woven thing no, that I just gave you? Can't, you because she gave me 40% of my freedom and I don't want to put my finger anywhere. Okay. All right. Well, well she has 60%. Well, and can, uh, so, like, you, Ezra, Mirka, what do you think make him you feel want good. to do? Can I take it? What from do you think him you want to and do? As they're arguing, stick it on his finger. Yeah, Ezra's holding his finger up. He's like, "I'm not putting this finger." <laughs> uh, Mirka, stick your hand in that, please. Great. Now I got this 
Stupid okay, ass. if you tell me to, Moon Kevin. Freaky Friday ass, Lindsay and Lohan. Then I do. All right, so you guys are, are, are now connected by the power of the woven druidic Chinese finger death trap. And uh, Ezra, you feel a lot of that anger just melt kind of back away from you. And Mirka, you feel you feel yourself again. The 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 requisite amount of pissed off at the world. Wait, what? Oh my god, that was a nightmare. I wanted to be so angry and I could not. Ezra, you are the worst. Oh, I have a really bad headache right around this part of my of my the where my ears and my eyes meet. Do they have to keep that on their fingers? No, you should really take it off of them before we overload Mirka because that would not be good. I mean, we're at a homeostasis situation right now, so Mirka is like starting to look red, turn red. We don't need her more angry. And she rips oh. it off of her finger. Oh and as God. you rip it God. off your finger, your fur uh, completely uh, zips back into your <laughs> body, and you become humanoid again. <laughs> she immediately. She doesn't, I don't think she would realize that, right? No, she would Does not she probably. Realize? Re- you would okay. realize, I mean, because it's this weird feeling of like, the, like all of your fury and anger returning to your body, <laughs> but then like you, you probably wouldn't recognize the fact that your your hair has become. Like, you got no hair again. Humanoid. <laughs> you look like an idiot. Oh, what? <laughs> she like looks down and she's naked, so she tries to cover herself really fast. <laughs> Um, can someone get me? Take take this. I pass a a blanket. Thank you, Mort. You are a gentleman and a scholar. It's one of the Frankie blankets. It's a Frankie face. (laughs) Uh, uh, How how are you feeling, Ezra? Are you okay? I feel horrible. Every single part of me hurts. It's not great. I think I said some real main, mean things to my main man, Jamtooth, over there. Pretty sure I called Kev Bone Slick Rick. I don't even know <laughs> what that means. He's like a normal amount of moistness. He's not slick. He's just like, you know, normal. Yeah, no, it's okay, man. It's like, you know, that's what happens when two people's anger goes into one person. I mean, it happens all the time. Does Jamtooth know? Does he understand? I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I listen. I'm a. I grew up in the orca family, and uh, we don't have much in the way of uh, happy things. So it uh, remind me of how I was treated as child. That's fine. No, it's good. <laughs> I they sing songs to us as babies, and uh, the orca baby song is something we all know. And it's uh, it remind me of a lot of what you would say to me. So it's good. Uh, can, can we hear this orca baby song, Jamesy? Oh. The Oko Baby song, every song, every song that Oko Baby know, that song, it go, there's a voice in my mind as there is for all or kind, and it sings of the gods in the ground. They will never forget one day they collected that those terrible gods in the ground. As they rip <laughs> us to shreds, eating of our severed heads, those lingering gods in the ground. <laughs> and we never know rest, for in case you have not guessed, they're tough shit, those gods in the ground. So it's the, it's the orca baby song. They sing to every orca baby. That was beautiful, Chapsooth. 
No, every every orca knows that song. It's the old song. Okay. has a spectral tear running down his face. <laughs> All right, well, we're here. I'm in a super great mood. Mirka's hairless and pissed off again. Everything's right. So what, what's the game plan? Okay, I guess we should uh, moor the boat up somewhere and uh, make our way to the city. Does that sound yep. good to everyone? Uh, Yanov? Uh, yeah, um, I'm not, I'm, uh, listen, I've, I've captained boats before, but I'm going to be honest, I usually approach, uh, what would be considered a port, um, so this whole just, like, let's sit the boat down wherever in the middle of a river is kind of new to me, but we got a, I mean, we have a lifeboat, I guess, and you guys could just kind of row over to shore, and we could just hang out here if you want. Um, yes, we'll, are... we'll, we'll drop anchor, uh, mm-hmm. leave, uh, the Frankies or most of them, on board to, to guard the boat. Right. That that sounds reasonable. Uh, Yanoff, Moon Kevin, and Jamtooth, what do you guys want to do? Are you going to come to the city with us? I've never been to the city. I'd like to go. Um, is there trees and uh, all that uh, thing in there? Oh, no. Definitely not. Uh, well, um... It, that, there might they... be a, a couple of trees here and there, but but there's no forests in the city, if that's what you mean. It's where the ground gods live. The, go- the gods in the ground live in the city? Mm-hmm. Then now, I would want to go there. I mean, I could avoid them, I hope, but I would like to see where they are sleeping so that yeah. I know never to come back to this place, I guess, more <laughs> than anything. Because I don't want my severed head eaten. No. No, it doesn't. But I guess if it's been severed, you won't. I don't think I follow the thread, but what about the rest of you? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I can come. Um, I can keep, I mean, I'll stay in communication with the Frankies in case we need a quick exit or anything like that. You guys are not, like, ill-regarded here or anything, are you? Of course oh, not. What? Why would you oh, think that? You're fine. Well, uh, we're about to I tell mean, them their paragon is dead, so... Yeah, we we may become ill-regarded, but at the moment, uh, I don't believe we are. Uh, maybe we were in paragons, uh, the paragon's retinue, so... Uh, well, I gotta think great things that you guys... You, you, we should be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'll come with you. Uh, like, I guess I could come, but um, I'm probably gonna do, like, a little bit of... Uh, research, if you guys don't mind. Like, I've not been in a city like this in a while, and the library could hold some intricate details into the woven fabric of the universe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good, you stay on the boat. You'll be safe here. Uh, no, he's no, going to like, come. No, he wants to come. Coming with and then going to the oh. library. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you'll definitely be safe at the library. All right, let's go. And off you go. Cause we're the jolly good fellows. Cause we're the jolly good fellows. All right. So as you guys uh, head overland, nothing really too adventurous and uh, uh, outstanding happens on the approach into Merkheim. And before too awful long, you see the uh, massive mossy stone uh, walls of Merkheim ahead of you. Oh boy. All right. Well, those are some mossy stone walls. Yeah, that is basically the main aesthetic of Merkheim, is that it's kind of a little damp all the time, 
and uh, everything's made out of giant ass stones that somebody just dug out of the swamp somewhere. And uh, they tend to grow moss. So you got moss, you got big stones, you got a little bit of moist dampness, and you got some wood that doesn't really last very long. You have to replace it every couple of years. I bet my mud paste is going to come in real handy to be sneaky here. Um, so there is there like a guard gate we have to go through to get in the city or yeah yeah there's so there's the main gate that's uh the the side that you're approaching from would have the main gate on it i mean you could go around to the southern gate if you wanted to but uh really wouldn't do you much good and it would take actually so probably an extra how, few hours to get how around are there. things looking outside the sea is it under siege uh, or it is not currently under siege, although you will notice that uh, it looks like pot, like giant patches of the moss have been charred in places and uh, just scratched clean of the stone. And it looks like uh, it looks like the the walls have seen some damage since you guys have been here last. I guess we head towards the gate then, fellas. Mm-hmm. Oh, two ghosts there and approach the gate. Um, uh, it is I, Mort McCoy, and my stalwart companions. I've I've heard that before, buddy. Like what? We were uh, we're bringing news about Clash Tiger. Oh, oh God, that's good. Oh, that's so good to hear. That's so good to hear. Oh, don't screw this up. Can we? Okay. Can someone take us yeah, to the no, palace? Uh, let me go ahead and uh, let's get this gate open for, for you guys uh, to come in and tell us what's going. What's going on? He's, is he right down the street, or uh, like is he coming right right behind you guys? It's, yeah, you can say that. If we we talk to the the king. He's definitely behind us. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go, uh, come on in. Let me look. Get, get the fucking gate open. <laughs> <laughs> they start cranking the gate open for you. This is quite a lot of pomp, given the circumstance. That's a B-movie joke. Oh, no. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) The gate's open. Let's go in. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Do we need an escort, or can we just go? I mean, you guys are citizens of Murkheim. We have a coterie with us. We got Kevbone. We got Jamtooth. Yeah, so I mean, you guys, you guys sashay into the city, uh, all Reservoir Dog style. <laughs> Ezra waves at literally everyone on the street. While we're waving and like acting like we're all cool, I'm like, I don't think they're prepared to hear what we have to tell them. Oh no, definitely not. Maybe before we go in and see the king, we should try the throat punch thing again. Get your hair back. You look really ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, um, excuse me, Ezra, nobody asked you, but I do think that we should uh, elect one of us to get to deliver the news, not it. As you guys are walking into the city, like from behind you, you hear uh, the gate fling open to the guardhouse and uh, a overly thin and short uh, guard comes running over to you. And he's Stickery. And he runs over to you guys and goes, oh, God, okay, okay, give me a second. There's a lot of stairs. Just, 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 just one second. Okay. America okay. gives him okay. a huge hug. I can't breathe. I can't and breathe. And spins him around. Lisa, Lisa, okay, 
Okay, I put you down. <gasps> okay, um, so we were told to notify the the court if any if anyone came back with news of Clash Shaker. So I have to ask you guys to uh stay here at the guardhouse and I will run up and uh I will uh I'll fetch the vizier. Can, can we just slowly I'm, make our way to the palace? I mean we're gonna have to go I'm there sorry. anyway. No, I mean, uh, I mean, you, it you seem beyond, I, a little out of a, breath. Perhaps you should send someone else to deliver the message. Uh, Tell the court to bring with them their finest mead okay. and a pheasant. I'm feeling and better. Something I shiny. You, first of all, sir, I am the healthiest man in the guard. That's bad news <laughs> for the guard, my dear. So please do not undermine what I bring to this. Uh, I feel lightheaded. Is put your hands. Behind your head. Ooh. And in this, time, in this time of trials and tribulations, we we cannot fall upon... Uh, and he passes out. <laughs> Good. Well, that guy was not Dickory. I'm so sorry. I forgot what Dickory looked like. And Can you just prop him against the wall so we can get going? <laughs> yeah, just like... just. Let, let's there, head to the palace. Right. Let's, let's take this fellow with us. Um, sure. If he if he happens to, to come to on the way, then he can deliver his message. All right. So you guys pick him up and head towards the palace. You guys all know where it's at. Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, you approach the palace. Doors are closed and barred. And then there are metal bars around the wooden bars. Oh, and then God. there's obviously a faint glow of arcane energy, Lola, you, you perceive from... From the the bard and metal bard and just the overall essence of this seems like they don't want anybody up mm-hmm. in here. Um, there's got to be guards around here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm significant g- amount of guards who are a little bit un- uneased by the fact that you are carrying a guard up to them. Um, your friend <laughs> over here, uh, I think he had an asthma attack. He he's he's asleep. If you like him. Oh. Oh God, Nigel! What did you do to him? He did it to himself, He's technically. Our best man. <laughs> oh God! Uh, you just—you notice—you notice at this point that the entire retinue of guards are all like real scrawny, like smaller oh. guys than you're used to seeing as like the city guard. Like the, the city guard of Markheim are like the best and strongest of your city and it's a major city i mean it's a kingdom it's like a it's like a, it is a capital city of gravemire um, and so like it's this is weird our group has been with clash tiger for years now i'm assuming that we've been to the palace a number of times yeah you have okay been. so and none of uh, these people recognize us none of them recognize oh, you. Boy, what, okay. what exactly is going on here where are the the usual gods oh well, who are you? Who are you to ask that question, Buster? I flip back my hood to reveal my skeletal face. It's a monster! <laughs> it's a monster! You hold your tongue, sir. Why did he get away from that thing? It's Just, one of the uh, Outlanders. Where the red knew that was? But with Clash Tiger. What? Wait, what? I'm gonna put you in a diaper and burp you, dude. Do you, okay? Just. Just look at this skeleton, uh, golem, yeti, harpy. She says. I don't see a yeti anywhere. You you say that, but the yeti would be pretty obvious. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Oh, uh, well, something's happened to her. Um, Punch me in the throat. Yeah. Okay. You have so, no hair. 
America punches uh, Ezra on the throat. Do you want me to roll another? I don't. Roll yeah, something? you don't need to roll it. I just like is. I just punch. Give me, give me one word to explain, uh, to explain Mirka's feeling right now. How she, how is well, she feeling right she now? She is. She's feeling a lot of fury because it's like the dude was really racist towards Mort, and he called us monsters. So it's got. He's. I think she's gonna hit pretty hard. Okay. Uh, so then we're going to go ahead with standard, uh, uh, Ezra, take two damage, bashing damage. And, uh, yeah, you uh, immediately, your, your, your hair pops out from your body and you look like a Yeti again. Mirka drops the towel really ladylike and says, you're welcome. I mean, you've, you've got to recognize the, at least the situation. Yeah, no, it becomes, it becomes painfully obvious to me right now. Okay. <sighs> There's gotta we gotta we gotta come up with a better way to do that. <clears throat> America walks towards that dude, picks him up under his shoulders, and says, What were you saying? I just I'm just trying to protect the royal court like I've been sworn to, okay? That's like okay, the job. We here. we have we have we have been sworn also to uh, an oath. So can you just take us to them? We promise we will we have not hurt you. We promise we won't hurt them. And then she gently puts him down. I can go and I can ask. Okay, just give me a second cuz I don't want to look like this when I go. <laughs> Maybe you could take Nigel with you. He looks like he needs a rest. Here you go, fellow. Pet, pet Rufus for a while. That should calm you down. And Rufus runs up to the crying guard <laughs> and comforts him. Spencer, Spencer, you go and ask. <laughs> and another guy who is a little bit shorter than this guy uh, goes back uh, around a side route. And uh, he just kind of vanishes. You don't see where, how he gets into this area. And then you're 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 left with a uh, with some really scared looking about twenty scared looking skinny dudes, and uh, a crying guard, and an unconscious guard. So uh, perhaps you could tell us what's been going on here now. Oh, it's been rough, man. I don't. <laughs> it's been rough. Okay. Like okay, so if you uh, about a, about about half a half a month ago, I guess. Like we got attacked, and it was there was a demon army, massive beasts twenty foot tall attacking the city, and we said, "Well, we'll we'll be fine. Glass Tiger's gonna come back. He's gonna save us." But then he didn't. And every night, every night they were back, and they would they would come back, and they would they would attack us again, and the the, the, the walls they couldn't stand, and then uh, I don't know how 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 he worked it out, but uh, the court mage. He pitched him. He said, "He said he, he communed with these spirits and arranged a, a way to to stop them from attacking. And uh, it it works for a few days at a time. But we're just I mean we're buying time right now. And our best and brightest and bravest men have been uh, I don't know what's happening with them, but they're just here one day and gone the next. And it's just the way." Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at you. Do I know anything about? I'm just laughing at the situation. The court wizard. Uh, yeah, you know plenty about the court wizard. So before before Agarion was, uh, bef- so Agarion has a has a long history in this town, and before he 
joined in with Clash Tiger's retinue. He was the court mage here uh, in Murkheim. And before that, he actually was a member of the the Council of Wizards, um, which, you know, they the, the, the way it works is um, Oster has uh, is is ruled by the Council of Mages, and then they send out their mages all around to all of the kingdoms in the area, and then they dissolve themselves of of being a part of the Council of Mages and become a an advisor to uh, the local uh, king in the area, uh, and and that was Agarian's kind of role, and then eventually he he decided to join in with Clash Tiger, which is seen as as kind of a step up. Joining into the retinue of a, of a paragon is actually a step up. From being a, a like a court wizard, um, so his replacement was a fellow named Pistrum, who you never really got a, yeah, you never really got a good feeling about that guy. Like he always kind of seemed a little bit shady, um, and he he always seemed like he felt like he knew better than Agarian, and kind of talked down to Agarian in a way that was not fitting of their reflective stations. This so, motherfucker yeah, as soon out. as you mentioned so, court wizard, I was imagining Jafar from Aladdin. So immediately when the whole situation has been explained by this, she kind of put two and two together about this guy making a deal, these guys going missing, and demons, and she's immediately like, oh, he's sacrificing them. This guy definitely sent that jackal face and that dude with the stupid name into the crypt to kill a Garyon to get his job. And then also um, he, I, I, he, I hate to punch holes God. in your theory, but he had the position before again, you know, no, he was his underbro. Well, I mean, he did, he did have understudy. He, Remember he, in that famous well, play Macbeth, he, when you got the understudy, the, the court wizard, a Garyon was, Traveling with Clash Tiger, and if Clash Tiger's dead, there is no position to take. So. What the hell? Clash Tiger's. Oh, no, no. Clash no. Tiger's dead? Clash Tiger's dead. Clash Tiger's dead. Clash Tiger's dead. Oh, that poor little guy. You know, every time I recount that part of the story, I just, it tears me up inside because he really was quite heartbroken to hear the news. Uh, and, you know, they played it off. You know, they played it off as best they could and tried to pretend that that's not what they had just said. Uh, but it didn't work. And I think deep down in his heart, he knew the truth at that moment that his hero, Clash Tiger, was dead. And furthermore, uh, the Murkheim was in for some serious crap, right? Because, I mean, they were dealing with I mean, you, you heard him say it. 20-foot-tall monsters attacking the city. That's not good. Meanwhile, you know, the best and brightest, and, well, maybe not the best and brightest, but certainly the best and biggest gods, the, the, the true blue best fighters. And, you know, Nigel and Spencer here, they weren't fooling themselves. They knew that they were not the best gods in the entire world, uh, but they were very nervous with the fact that at this moment they were the best gods that Murkheim had to offer. And so, you know, the stress, you know, heavy wears the badge, I suppose, in this particular instance. But of course, our, our, our intrepid heroes did not travel from one side of the Aurith to the other and back again just to tell a few gods about the death of Clash Tiger. No, they had, they, had, they had bigger people to notify. First and foremost, perhaps the king himself, if they could find him. Uh, but, you know, the, his court was awaiting, and soon they would uh, find their way into his inner cloisters. 
And I, I'm realizing right now that that sounds a little bit laced with innuendo. I, I have no, no way, shape, or form saying that they uh, had intercourse with the king of Murkheim. That's not something that happened. Um, and I, 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 I didn't mean to insinuate that. If you took that from what I said, which I would understand with the way I kind of lilted over the word cloister, uh, I just mean that they will work their way into the, you know, that I'm going to have to find a different way to phrase it. Um, they were summoned into the castle where they met with the king's advisors. Yeah, that sounds relatively innocent. Well, we'll hear all about that and those 20 foot tall monsters next time. Uh, but for now, I uh, guess I'll be leaving now, you know, heading not necessarily directly back to my place, but you know, on a roundabout walk through the marketplace. Maybe I'll stop by uh, the fountain in the center of the square, you know, look out across. And if I saw anyone on the other side of the fountain, maybe, I, you know, they would catch my eye. I might strike up a conversation, you know. Yeah, I'm broadly hinting at this point that, you know, anyone who might be here that has been slipping me secret notes, you know, this would be the time perhaps to act on those actions. So uh, I do hope that you all had a good time and I do hope that you will join me next time here at the Gilded Ram Grog House and Tea Room. Tip your Minotaur bartender and I will be seeing you later. I would like to go ahead and make a formal apology for that sound I just made. Uh, specifically, I would like to apologize to any cat folk in the audience tonight. And uh, I, I, I do actually see one of my cat folk friends over here. Uh, Mr. Mr. Middleby, I, uh, I said I apologize for that. That was not, it was not a good idea to do that. Um, you know, sometimes I am a passionate person and passionate people uh, speak without thinking all of the time. So uh, anyway, I, I, do hope, uh, I do hope you can forgive me. I'm going to go ahead and get off the stage now. Um, good night. potatoes didn't get enough monstrous action on this episode of brute force well then check out these other geekly ink shows including drunks and dragons casts of thrones cthulhu and friends transformation sequence podcast and you're a wizardary you can also head over to bruteforcepodcast.com to read character journals or follow the party on our map of eorith if you've liked what you've heard so far then please consider donating to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash bruteforce so that this band of misfits and weirdos can continue to deliver the content that you enjoy. Also, don't forget to make your way over to iTunes to leave us a five-star rating and review. Reviews are like shiny things, and that makes Lola happy. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so go subscribe, grab your gear, and get ready to go adventuring with Brute Force. <laughs>